Amen. Good to see your smiling faces and feel God's presence. God is with this church. Amen. And we're just excited about what God is doing. I'm going to ask you if you would turn in the word of the Lord to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings, the 11th chapter and the first verse. 1 Kings 11, 1. Thank God. All right, 1 Kings 11 chapter, verse number 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning the which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, that's 1,000, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. And I want to preach about how God values his presence. Amen. How God values his presence. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We love you today, Jesus. And we thank you, God, for the spirit of faith, the spirit of moving closer towards the Lord that's here. We thank you for the dedication in this house. We thank you for every child of God and every person in this house today. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you stretch forth your hand, your presence to heal. For the presence of the Lord is here to heal and to save to the uttermost them that come by faith unto Christ Jesus. We pray for the anointing of the word, the gifts of your spirit to abide the word of God with refreshing renewal and power and confirm the word with signs following. We pray for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in new hearts and in every heart afresh today. We pray that you mightily strengthen the heart, mind, and hands of the pastor and his wife. Strengthen the elder of the church and his wife and all the wonderful, precious saints of God. Lord, let there be just revival in this house today. Let us leave not like we came, but with a spirit of faith. Amen. And rejoicing. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. 
Amen, amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Amen. amen. We read a, uh, a pretty disheartening and uh, just very dismal uh, report here of King Solomon in the Word of God. But it always wasn't that way in Solomon's life where he was turned from the Lord, God of his father David, who was a great man of God and a great child of God and a great worshiper of God and the sweet psalmist of Israel. attributed to David is over 100 of the 150 psalms that we have. This man loved God. He loved to worship God. He loved to pray. He was the one that came out dancing. Amen. When the ark was brought, hallelujah, finally again into Jerusalem. Praise God. Because David absolutely loved and adored, amen, the presence of God. We need to cultivate, amen, an appreciation. That's a weak word. A love. A spiritual ardor, a fervency, a desire, amen, that never, never, never dies but always grows and grows. Amen. Of the presence of God. I love the presence of God. I love when he moves. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul wrote to the church and said that God is coming back. Amen. For the second time to those who what? Who love his appearing. Their whole lifestyle, their whole Christian walk has been one of falling in love with him. Falling in love and seeking, craving that presence of God. Amen. Time after time after time. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be in a church. Amen. That does not, amen, want to worship God. And want to lift up their hands and run the aisles and dance in the spirit and clap their hands and shout with a joyful noise. Amen. To the Lord with all of their heart and magnify Him. I don't want to be in a church, amen, that says that tongues, talking in tongues is no longer, amen, viable or needful for today. Hey, honey, if you're going to be resurrected, you better be full of the Holy Ghost. You're going to quicken that which is in your mortal body. And that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the one that departed, the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody. How many get to the Holy Ghost today? Hallelujah, that's what's going to quicken us. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When I was a young Christian, a young apostolic, uh, my first couple years in the church, there were many things that I went through as God was trying to prepare me. I didn't know it at the time, but he was trying to prepare me, amen, for uh, ministry, amen, and being, amen, someone that would know how to help, know how to comfort uh, others because I went through so many trials and sorrows myself. But in my first two years of living for the Lord, I, I lost, amen, both sets of grandparents, and I lost my mother when I was in my late 16s. And so uh, I went through uh, a lot of different things. And after I had lost my mother, I was a new Christian, about five or six months old uh, in the Lord. I had brought her to revival, to church, amen. And uh, she cried and she felt the punch of God, but uh, she didn't get baptized in Jesus' name or, or filled with the Holy Ghost. Found out she had cancer, amen. To make the story a little shorter, amen, she passed away. Amen. With that cancer. And uh, about 
after that, her death sometime, amen, I went with my father and my, <clears throat> yep, my brother and my two sisters. I was the oldest of all four. And uh, <clears throat> up, going up into the mountains, we were going up, up to the mountains, amen, above the Bay Area, above Palo Alto where we lived, amen, to a Christmas tree farm to cut down a Christmas tree. It was that time of the year. And uh, my soul was so forlorn. I was so crushed inside and so grieved inside. Amen. And uh, there had just been a rain. Amen. Uh, up in the mountains there. And I, I saw the, the rain blistering, of course, on the, the highway that led us our car up there. Amen. I saw the dew glistening off the bushes and trees as the sun was breaking out now. And there was a dirt road off the edge of the, the mountain highway we were on to go to where we were going. And uh, there were vast puddles of water that had collected on that dirt road there. And I looked in the in the puddle, and, and all of a sudden, amen, the, the, you know how the light shimmers, amen, on the surface of water, amen, when it hits it at the right reflective angle. Come on, everybody. And that light began to shimmer off the puddles there, amen. And the next thing I knew, amen, the light began to come up, and it formed, amen, into a body, into an individual. It was a vision from the Lord that God was using me, come on, amen, to encourage me that I saw for but a fleeting moment, praise the Lord, I saw him. He was there. He was real. It was so tremendous to be in the presence of God, amen, it was a touch. Praise the Lord that lifted me. I began to weep and cry for my soul, and I didn't really understand why. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, I saw him. I know he's real. I know he's there. You'll never convince me other way. Amen. My God is real. It was an appearance of the Lord. Amen. To a young man. Amen. In, in trial and in distress of spirit. Thank God. Value. The presence of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. Anything can happen right. in that presence. Anything miraculous, anything, amen, life-changing can happen in his presence. Yes. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to do a work today, but he's got to have people, not like Solomon, who are turned from him, but are turned towards him, that want to feast, amen, they want to drink in, amen, the presence of the Lord. I think it was David that wrote in one song, because that thy loving kindness is better than life. Amen. My lips shall praise thee. Hallelujah. Oh, you're talking about a man that coveted. He craved. Amen. Coming into the presence. That's how, how we ought to be this morning. I crave getting into the presence of God. Into the touch of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's presence is like nothing, nothing else on the face of this planet. There's nothing, amen, that is like or comes close to the presence of God. Amen. They say that everybody has a presence about them. Amen. Kings have presences and amen. Presidents have presences and famous athletes and rock stars and musicians and movie actors. Amen. All have their enamored, amen, overgrown presence from the prestige and press 
that they receive. Amen. But some people have a presence because of the honor and the integrity of the life that they've lived and their contribution. Come on, in medicine or somewhere along the way. Amen. There was a great staple benefit to mankind. And they have an aura about them. Amen. Not, amen, of just success. Amen, but of contribution and having a heartbeat in their lifetime. I want to do something, amen, that's going to help, something that's going to endure, something that's going to be positive and healing and life-giving. Come on, for the human race, praise the Lord. People have presences, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But God has a presence that goes beyond and supersedes anybody. They might scream amen when their favorite sports players come into the basketball arena or on the baseball diamond or on the football dugout. Come on everybody. Come on. Praise the Lord. They may get, amen, a certain rush, amen, when they see that certain number on the back of their shirt, amen, that's their player on their team, amen, they're rooting for. They may get a little rush over it, a little buzz over it, but praise God, there's something about the presence of the Lord, amen, that is so great, amen, so superseding, so majestic, hallelujah, so wonderful, come on, your presence, amen, is better, your loving kindness is better than life itself. Come on, in his presence is fullness of joy. Come on, in his presence is fullness of joy and life evermore. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's joy in the presence of the Lord. There's glory in the presence of the Lord. There's mercy in the presence of the Lord. There's healing in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's presence. We could use the word put together. It's put together from who he is. Who God is emanates. Amen. From his heart. Amen. From his being. Amen. His history, which knows no beginning or no ending. His accomplishments, come on, which are so great that the Bible writers said of Jesus that in just the three and a half years of his public ministry, the world itself could not contain all the books that should be written of him and the miracle after miracle after miracle and grace after grace after grace. Amen. That he issued, hallelujah, in his life. I'm telling you, the presence of God, amen, it is awesome. It is glorious. It is joyful. It is wonderful. It is comforting. It's healing, praise God. It's saving. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God, amen, when he looked at Solomon, now in the older part of his life. Amen. You see, as a young man, amen, he had, hallelujah, that love, that fire, amen, for the Lord. Praise God. In 1 Kings, the third chapter, amen, it says this. As Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her unto the city of David until he had made an end of the building of his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem round about. Amen. It was a 20-year building project to build the temple, seven years, and then his own palace for 13 years after that. It was a 20-year project. So this places Solomon in a place where he is middle-aged. He is around 40 years plus of age at this point in the third chapter that we're reading from. 
And the scripture says that Solomon loved the Lord, amen, walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. And he offered a thousand burnt offerings, did Solomon offer upon that altar. You talk about expensive. Amen. That was 1,000 bullocks. Come on, everybody. Amen. Offered on that altar that Solomon gave. Such was his desire. Such was his love for God. Such was his God esteeming. Amen. And trying to covet and hold in. Amen. His own wealth. Come on. Because that was wealth in the ancient time. His own wealth. I'm going to offer this up to the Lord. I'm trying to communicate, amen, of a good place, of a spiritual place, of a giving place. Come on. That Solomon was even in mid-age. Amen. And the Bible says in verse 5, in Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. The temple is made. Amen. The king's palace is made. The building and working projects that consumed the lives of hundreds of thousands of workers, amen, and tax collectors and everything else to build these expensive projects. It was done. And so at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Oh. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. According as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son, which would have been him to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I have but a little child. He was small in his own eyes. Even at mid-age, he was small in his own eyes. You don't want to have a puffed up, lifted up, amen, high, amen, minded attitude of yourself. Come on in tonight. Had built the greatest, he had his workmen, they built the greatest edifice on the planet Earth in building that temple. They say that to do that and redo that in today's values of materials and work hours of 210,000 workers and and all the other things, the gold and everything involved, would have been something like a trillion dollars. Hello. He built this beautiful, unbelievable place where God was going to dwell and yet he considers himself a little child. He said, I'm but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered or counted for multitude. Give therefore. Here's what I want to ask you God. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I might discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this Thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. God says to him, hey, because you have not, if you've asked this and you've not asked for yourself long life, you've not asked riches for yourself, you've not asked for the death of your enemies, amen, you've asked for understanding and a discerning spirit of judgment. I've heard your word. And then God said, I'm going to turn around and give you all the things that you didn't ask for. Hello. What I'm trying to communicate is that presence of God that appeared to Solomon at Gibeah, amen, was in a dream, and God counted it a visitation. He counted it an appearance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People of 
of God. God is dealing with you. I said he's dealing with you. He's moving in your life. If you just recognize it, if you just open up your eyes, amen, and see what the Lord has done. Amen. God is moving in your life. Come on, he's answering your prayers. How many has ever had a dream from the Lord? I've had a dream from the Lord. And then God said, I have appeared to you, praise the Lord. Don't count yourself left out. Don't count yourself as, amen, having God having no interest. Come on, and, and love towards you, praise the Lord. God said, I appeared to him, amen, in Judea, when I, and he gave him a dream. Come on, I gave him, I came to him in a subconscious state, in a dream, amen, and asked him what he wanted, amen, and he asked the right thing, and it pleased the Lord, and he blessed him. God values his presence. He values his moving upon, his interaction. Come on, his revealing of himself, amen, to mankind and to the people of God in particular. God doesn't forget when he gave you a dream. God doesn't forget when he appeared to you in one way. God's not going to forget in my life, amen, how he came to me, amen, in a moment, amen, and, and came up out of that pool of water, amen, and I saw him, and it tugged and touched my spirit until I wept and talked in tongues in the back seat as a young man. You need to value his presence. In 1 Kings, the ninth chapter, in this first verse, it says, It came to pass when Solomon had finished building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time. Now, remember in the text that we read, amen, that God was lamenting and God was angry with Solomon because he had appeared unto him two times. We read the first time, and now it says in the second verse, the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon, which we just read. And the Lord said, I've heard thy prayer and thy supplication thou hast made before me. I have hollowed this house which thou hast built, the temple, to put my name there forever. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. If you're going to walk in the paths of David, amen, your father, and the integrity of your heart, and in righteousness, and keep my statutes and judgments, I'll establish your throne forever. But if you turn away, amen, I'm going to cast this house out of my sight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. It was an appearance, amen, of God, hallelujah, to Solomon on the second time. Now, listen, amen, God has appeared to us. If you receive the Holy Ghost, that was Christ coming in you. Yes. When an individual receives the Holy Ghost, amen, Peter, the apostle, wrote in his book, amen, that the angels desire to look into that. Because they can't have, amen, redemption, amen, that is granted to mankind in the human family. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And they look into what is it like to having God inside of you. They do the will of God by command. They do the will of God, amen, in his bidding, amen, by their creative purpose. Hello. But we, amen, who have such a will 
that we are blessed with to make up our mind, to make up our heart, whether we will draw near to God, whether we will serve God or not. Come on. Hey, that he gives us himself. He comes inside of us. Come on. In the power of his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It means something. God said it is so awesomely a blessing and of importance that when one repents, when one is baptized in Jesus' name, when one is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the Holy Ghost, their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a lot of humanity, amen, that didn't put the value on it. I said they didn't put the value on it. I said they didn't put the value. Come on, on God coming inside of them that the angels can't get. Hello, everybody. Hallelujah. God taking seriously to write your name, amen, or my name in the Lamb's book of life. But I tell you, I want to regard the presence of the Lord. I want to hunger after the presence of the Lord. God put a spirit of prayer in my life. Put a spirit of worship in my life. Put a spirit of the hunger and love of the word of God in my life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you get to looking at God, amen, as much as we can, amen, through the Holy Scriptures, amen, we'll, we see that God, amen, puts great, great value, great, great stock, if I could use that word, amen, in his presence, amen, and in his word. God said in Hosea 8 and 12, and I read the Amplified Version, I wrote unto him, talking about Ephraim, talking about the ten tribes of Israel that were in apostasy. I wrote for him the ten thousand things of my law, but they are counted as a strange thing, as something that does not concern him. God's looking on. Amen. He, he knows. He sees if we love. Amen. The word of God. If we receive not a love for the truth, we shall be deluded, amen, under the Antichrist spirit. I want to have a love for your word. I want to hold on to the 10,000 things of your law, of your word. I want to love it. I want to embrace it. I want to have it like God does. It's a great thing. Amen. God, amen, is not unwise, amen. And he knows that he is great. And he knows that his appearing and his presence is great. And is valuable, amen, beyond life itself. To everybody that he visits. Everybody he touches. Everybody he fills with his spirit. Amen. God knows, amen. You have received the highest blessings available in the universe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord. God knows he's a great king. He knows he's the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Come on. Hallelujah. The Almighty. God said in the book of Malachi 1 and 14, For I am a great king. This is God talking. I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Praise the Lord. If we allow ourselves, amen, not to have a fervent prayer, a fervent love, a fervent worship, amen, for the Lord. Come on, everybody. 
God knows how valuable his presence, his word, and him being a king over us is. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to draw near to him. God said in Genesis, the sixth chapter, the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. He's talking about, amen, mankind going astray from God. The whole world was filled with violence. Amen. And every imagination of the heart of men and women, amen, was only evil continually. And God finally suffered with it long enough and said, amen, my spirit shall not always, amen, strive with man. Amen. The Amplified reads it, reads it like this. I will not always dwell, amen, and strive, amen, with mankind. Come on, everybody. He's looking for us to worship him. He's looking for us to long for him. He's looking for us to treasure. Come on, the treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Amen. That the glory may be for him. It's Christ in us. Come on, it's the treasure of the great king. He said, I put my name on you. I give you my name. When we're baptized in Jesus' name, amen, we have the name of Jesus spiritually emblazoned on our forehead. Come on, everybody. It better be a big deal to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, David... David had a time. David had a time in his life when he wasn't being the sweet psalmist of Israel. When he wasn't being the dancer, no matter who saw or what they thought, in the streets of Jerusalem over the ark returning. When he wasn't in the place of prayer and worship and adoration as his psalms so beautifully speak of. He had a time, amen, of boredom. A time when kings ordinarily went out to battle. But he stayed home, amen, and espied the beauty of a Bathsheba bathing on a roof, coveted after her. Hello, everybody. Amen. I don't need to go into all the story, but anyway, amen, he took her, amen, had her husband killed, Uriah, who was one of the 30 mighty men of David, who was a great man of valor. Amen. He took his wife and had that man killed by the sword of the enemy. Amen. You know the story. And Nathan the prophet was finally sent to David, amen, after God was giving him a space to repent and come to God on his own. Hello. And he finally came to David, amen, who was so entrenched in his hypocrisy and his resistance and his pride. He told him the story of the rich man who had many flocks and the poor man who had one ewe lamb. And the rich man said for the poor man's little ewe lamb and took it to sacrifice to eat for a traveler that was coming and David said this man shall die for this and the prophet said thou art the man and David in his prayer of repentance thank God he knew how to repent I said thank God he knew how to ask God for mercy hallelujah hallelujah he said wash me Cleanse me, O God. Renew in me a right spirit. Create in me a right heart. Praise the Lord, everybody. And then there's something that David said that has always caught my mind and my attention. David said, Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. 
And why would David say, oh God, don't let me be a castaway. Don't let me be shipwrecked concerning faith and truth and a relationship with God. I'll tell you why. Because the king that David replaced and God was the one that replaced this king with David, a man after his own heart. The king that David replaced when he came, amen, to the end of his years and the battle was looming with the Philistines in Mount Gilboa. Amen. The Bible talks about how that in the 28th chapter, amen, of 2 Samuel, 1 Samuel there, that Saul was going, amen, to seek a witch, amen, that she might call up the dead and call up the prophet Samuel, amen, who had been deceased now for several years that he might communicate with Samuel, amen, from the dead, if you can believe that, amen. And they, they, he confesses to the witch, amen. Philistines gathered themselves together. They came and pitched in Shunan, and Saul gathered Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not. The Lord answered him not. The Lord answered him not. Neither by dreams, nor by Urim, or by the prophets. David remembered the word that somehow trickled out of that witch's hovel that day. Amen. Into, amen, David's recognition of what happened. That Saul admitted at the end of his life. I can't find God anymore. I can't feel God anymore. He's not speaking to me. He's not appearing to me. Amen. In a dream. He's not talking to me through the Urim and Thummim. Amen. Stones that's on the vestige. Amen. Or vestments of the high priest where they used to find yes and no answers. Amen. When kings would ask them. Come on, everybody. Amen. He's not speaking to me by a current prophet of God. Amen. Where I'm at with God and what I need to do. It's, he's just not there. I can't find him. He's withdrawn. He is nowhere. And David, amen, with the thundering weight of all of his sin and failure and guiltiness with adultery and murder, amen, hanging over his mind. Come on. Re recognize that maybe his sin was even faster and greater and more far-reaching, amen, than Saul's rejection of God was. And so he cries out, amen, like a baby. Oh, God, don't take me away from your presence. Yeah. Take my kingdom away. You take my wealth away. Take the crown away. Take the regal robes away. Take my esteem in society away. Amen. Take my place among the warriors of all time away. But don't take thy holy presence from me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Could you stand with me this morning? Praise the Lord. God values his presence. He knows what it is. He knows how powerful it is. He knows how awesome it is. He knows how convicting it can become. He knows how healing it can be. He knows how blessed and joyous it can be. He values his presence. 
He values his word, his laws, and he values his kingship and authority. God, I once said my epitaph. How many times would, would they have to write about you or I? If every time that God renewed us in the Holy Ghost and we spoke in tongues and there was another visitation, how many hundreds of times, hundreds of appearances has the Lord made in our sojourn with the Lord in the last year, 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Hello? Yeah. How many appearances has there been of God? How much opportunity are we not afforded today? Amen. He's constantly moving and constantly, amen, touching and, and calling and moving and blessing. Praise the Lord. I want to put an esteem, a high esteem, my highest esteem, amen, on knowing Him and having His presence and having His Spirit within me. I want us all just, let's just raise our hands to the Lord where we're standing. Praise the Lord. Pastor, I don't know why I'm preaching this way today. I'm just trying to feel after the Lord. Trying to be led of God today. Someone needs to write, reach out and touch the Lord. I want to open the front here. I want everybody here this morning. Just come and present themselves before the Lord. And we're going to pray. God may appear to you in a way that he has never shown himself. An appearance, amen, that you've not yet witnessed, praise the Lord.